I have been to makeup artists, to wardrobe makeovers, to changing so many things that I wanted to change in my life. The hardest thing was after my divorce and realizing that something needed to change. And I spent many, many years with a therapist helping me do that because all that makeup and all that wardrobe was just the outside. But I realized pretty quickly, if I didn't change the inside, nothing else was going to make me pretty. So you want to stay tuned today. If transformation is something that you want, but it's difficult, I get that. And you're going to want to hear today's podcast. So stay tuned. Welcome to episode 64 of the Well-Versed Woman podcast. I'm Renee Teller. And I'm Teresa Morgan. You see, Renee and I are two perfectly imperfect women. We come to you week after week to share our faith and our life's journeys with you in hopes that your faith will grow and that you will carry a beautiful relationship with the Lord. Yes, exactly. Relationship. That's what we love to share. This is a podcast about relationship, not about religion. And it is the best relationship for transformation that you'll ever find. But before we get started, we know what's important is for us to be still enough to hear the small voice that we're talking about, to plug into our Creator so that He can download wisdom to us. We do that by being still. We're going to take just 20 seconds to be quiet and still, to close our eyes, to take in some slow, deep breaths, and ask God to actually open your eyes to see, your ears to hear, and your heart to know the wisdom He'd impart to you today. 20 seconds start right now. That's it. That was 20 little seconds. And I'm going to encourage you to grow that time. You can do it morning, noon, or night, whatever works for you. But it's a must to be still, especially when you're looking for transformation. You need to take time for yourself to really go inward, don't we, Teresa? Absolutely, we do, Renee. And you know, I'm thinking about the last podcast and I'm thinking about the beautiful experience of water baptism that we talked about on our last episode and that we experienced in the waters of Skinny Atlas Lake at your home. So talking about being baptized, we talked about being immersed into Christ. So just a quick refresher on that because that is going to lunge us into today's podcast. You know, when a human being puts faith in Jesus Christ, puts faith in the redemptive work on the cross of God becoming sin, that we might become in right standing or righteous with God. Literally, when that happens, God does a circumcision of our spirit, the real us, and then the Holy Spirit of God 
lives. He comes to live inside of our spirit. This, and then he comes, Renee, and he seals us. Listen to what the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 13 and 14. It says, and Paul wrote the book of Ephesians. It says, in him, meaning in Christ, you also trusted. After you heard the word of truth, meaning after we hear the gospel, the gospel of our salvation, in whom also having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. Wow. Let's look at that. Let's take that apart just a little bit today, Renee. When we are born again and when there is a brand new spirit created within us, as the Bible talks about in 2 Corinthians 5.17, the Holy Spirit actually seals our spirit. He's our guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession. So what is he saying? He is saying at that moment when a person is born again, they are saved and they have eternal life in Christ at that moment. Wow. Renee, does that mean we don't have to work? We don't have to be good enough to enter heaven in our eternal placement? Well, that's exactly what that means. That means at that moment, because we are in Christ and he is in us, we have eternal life. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30 says, again, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Isn't that beautiful? So the day of redemption that the Bible talks about is our eventual placement when we pass from this earth, when we are in heaven with God. That's our eventual placement. That's the day of redemption when we're totally redeemed unto himself. But for now, what a beautiful truth that we have eternal life right now, Renee. Isn't that wonderful? That's where the Holy Spirit resides, in the spirit of a human being, mm. the real us. I'm thinking, you know, again, we use that term born again, and it's about being born in the spirit. So just a step back from the the after the decision is made, it's that whole idea, right, Teresa, of making a choice to turn your spirit on. So if the real us is spirit, when we're born, we have a spirit. It's that decision point of we were, you know, born in the flesh through the womb physically, which we're all very familiar with. I think the difficult thing for me back in the day was what it meant or why I had to turn on the spirit. And if we went back, Teresa, this is episode 64. Wow, that sounds that sounds like a lot of episodes, 64 episodes, but if we went back way to the beginning, Teresa, where we remind everybody why we have to make that decision, because God is love, love is a choice. So if we don't choose to be born in the spirit, right, Teresa, then then we can't and don't and won't be a follower of, 
of the Holy Spirit, which is God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's absolutely correct, Renee. John chapter 3 comes to mind where Jesus is talking with Nicodemus and very simply says to Nicodemus that unless a man be born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Unless a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And if when we flip over to Romans 14, 17, it says, you know, the kingdom of God is not eating or drinking, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So the occurrence, the experience, if you will, of being born again is just that. We hear the gospel, we put faith in the finished work of Christ, and then God, the Holy Spirit, does the renewal, if you were, if you will. We talked about it last week, the circumcision of our spirit. And that's when he comes to live within us. You know, there's a wonderful scripture that I love. It's 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 23 and 24, that talks about us being a three-part individual. It says, now may the God of peace himself sanctify you. That's a big word that means make you holy. May he make you holy completely. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful, who will also do it. I, again, love the truths of the scripture that God wants us to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and then when the Holy Spirit comes into our spirit, then he tells us to work out our salvation through our soul, through our body, so that that part of us can line up with the work that has been done in our spirit. And he goes to work helping us with that process. Mm. So going back to my intro and this idea of transformation and when you know, I went through divorce to be perfectly open here. I I remember Teresa walking into the therapist's office and sitting down and saying, you know, and and for all all of you listening, remember I was a C, I was a CPA, am an accountant, you know, I've got that analytical brain, and I had a list. I had a list of things I wanted to work on, things I wanted to transform. And I just wanted to go through the checklist and I wanted to know how long it was going to take for him to help me get through this list. It was so funny. I think back to that and I'm so grateful that that therapist didn't like laugh in my face or throw me out of his office saying, you just don't get it. This transformation is going to take time. It's work from the inside out. And it started with what you're talking about, Teresa, the circumcision of my heart. This idea that my heart had to start getting worked on in a different way than anything I had done in the past. And at the end of the day, when I think about all the struggles that I've had in my life, whether it was that situation and divorce and trying to understand my part in that failed marriage or the cancer tumor, every single time I would go back to asking God first to help me transform from the inside out, help me understand 
what was going on really in my physical, right? My brain is my physical. My my way of life that I had recorded and just gotten routely walking through, you know, day to day, not really realizing growing up what I was becoming or where I was off the mark. Again, that's where Teresa's talking about working out my salvation then. This idea that I had to get on a path where I was in constant transformation. You know, so many of us, we don't like change. And I love to work with everybody on, you do love change. Change that thought process because change is a beautiful thing. It's not easy. But when I think about how much I've changed and I continue to do it, right? I have not arrived. I have to apologize for things all the time. I I misstep, so to speak, for what I know truth is and the way I want to be. But this Holy Spirit now living in me gives me strength to go through and to keep working out my salvation. That's very true, Renee. Change brings us to maturity, right? The essence of life is maturity. The essence of life is maturation, that we go from one place in in our lives, right, to another. The Bible says we go from glory to glory to everlasting glory. Now, why is this important? And, and, And what does that mean? He brings us from glory to glory. He brings us from one place of maturity to another place of maturity. Well, why is maturity important? Because the highest call in in life is love. In order for our soul, our thoughts, our will, our emotions, in order for them to line up with the beautiful work that's been done in our spirit, we need to mature that, right? We want to be a good conduit of the love of God that is in our heart. So we want to mature. We want to be a good example for the kingdom of God, for the God that we love and serve. So it's all about growing up, right, Renee? We want to we want to grow up. What parent wants their children to stay in diapers? No, we want them to grow up so that they can experience this life in a whole, in a healthy fashion so that the relationships that come into their life can be fruitful and joyful and loving. So that really is a high goal. It's a high goal and it's it's pretty lofty. But I know from walking with the Lord for 27 years, he is the one that helps me to change, to change my behavior so that it is more loving and more kind. And then I become a really great representation mm. of him. A couple things come to mind, Teresa. I think about Jesus and so many of us, you know, well, who was this? Some people say he was just another man, a great man, a great prophet, a great leader, but he wasn't God. And the reality is when we think about how he walked on the earth and why so many were attracted to him, is it because, as it says in the word, God is love and he was God walking around the earth. So he was love walking around the earth 
And of course, people are attracted to him. And when you were talking, Teresa, I was thinking about your transformation and how people are attracted to you because you are love walking around the earth. And that's what we all want to be. It reminds me of the very simple scripture that everyone has probably heard if they've been to a Christian wedding. And it comes out of Corinthians, right, Teresa? It talks faith, hope, and love. It says these things remain, faith, which we talk about a lot, hope, and love. And then it goes on, and the greatest of these is love. And we are to do everything out of love. So if I'm doing things on the earth, and we've talked, I'm a doer, I'm a worker, I like to execute on things. But if I'm not doing them out of love, they're meaningless, right, Teresa? They're just meaningless. So this transformation is to get me, I always like to say, out of my head and into my heart so that I'm constantly working out of my heart, not out of my head. And that's a big transformation for me. It sure is, Renee. And the scripture you quoted, which is just so beautiful, is from 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13. It says, now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. So the Bible talks about that we are becoming, we are being made into the image of Jesus. And I love that, what you said, Renee, because he was the perfect lover, right? He still today is the perfect lover, lover of humanity, lover of our souls, lover of those that are in the worst place of life and those that are in the best place of life. He's a lover of mankind. I was with a group of people last night and we were talking about the scripture that says, for the joy set before him, he endured the shame of the cross. For the joy set before him, that joy was you, Renee, and me, and really the rest of mankind. Because he knew to satisfy the legal requirements of God, his blood had to be shed. The Bible says without the shedding of blood, there's no remission for sin. He knew that the joy of being reunited to God Almighty, because sin had occurred in the world, he knew the joy of the reuniting of humanity to God would not have taken place had he not gone to the cross. And he did that. The Bible says for, you know, the first time in humanity, he became sin. And when he became sin on our behalf, the father turned his back. There was a separation, right? He took that separation that occurred Many years ago in the garden, when Adam and Eve had sinned, he took that for us and then rose again on the third day that we might be raised to new life, as we talked about last week. And when we put our faith in that story, the new birth occurs to us and we are reunited to God once again. And the transformation that we're talking about here today he does in a moment of time, he circumcises our spirit, he transforms it, 
That's where he dwells. And then he says, come on, you also have a soul, your mind, your will, your emotions. We're going to start to make that holy as well. And I can tell you for 27 years, he has worked on me and I'm not the same person. I'm not the same person I was yesterday. Definitely not a year ago or 27 years ago. And what he says, Renee, in John 10, 10, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you may have life and have it in abundance. It's that abundant life when the holiness that has occurred in a human being's spirit starts to trickle into their soul, into their behavior. When that happens, that abundant life begins where you have joy and peace and patience and kindness. Not to say that everything goes completely right in life, but the response to it with him leading and guiding it, that always turns out in a victorious stance. And that really is the life of a Christian, going from one place in life to another with his help. We can't do it without him, Renee. And I want to thank you for the beautiful compliment of walking in love. And you're such a beautiful example of that as well, especially as I watched last week that beautiful water baptism and welcoming people from afar into your home and into the beautiful place that you have made for the beautiful experience of water baptism. Well, that was a beautiful, beautiful summary of what we're trying to get across. And I have so many things I want to say right after that, Teresa, but I think we'll save them for next week as we continue this very idea of transformation. And I bet everybody listening has that sense of, boy, I need to change this or that, because we all really realize at the end of the day, we're not perfect. So stay tuned for next week. But we do have a favorite scripture that we always quote. And if you've been listening, I bet you can tell us what it is. But since we can't hear them, Teresa, what is that scripture? Absolutely, Renee. Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Thanks for listening. We love you. We're so grateful that you tuned in today. And we'd love for you to subscribe to this podcast. Rate and review it. Give us feedback. We'd love to know what you want to hear more about. So please subscribe and we will send you a journal right in the mail. We also have a Facebook community called Well-Versed Woman. Search for us on Facebook. We'll pop you into that group. And last but not least, the show notes to every podcast are included in the episode. Just scroll down where your favorite platform says more details and you'll get to the show notes, which contain the exact references to all the scriptures that we talked about today. Stay tuned to next week for part two of The Transformed Life. Bye now. We love you. Bye-bye.